medicine of East Asia is based on a science that does not hold itself separate from the phenomena that it seeks to understand. Our medicine did not grow out of petri dish experimentation or double-blind studies. It arose from observing nature and our part in it. East Asian medicine evolves not from the examination of dead structures, but rather from living systems with their complex, mutually entangled interactions. Welcome to Geological. I'm Michael Max, the host of this podcast that goes in-depth on issues pertinent to practitioners and students of East Asian medicine. Dialogue and discussion have always been elemental to Chinese and other East Asian medicines. Listen in to these conversations with experienced practitioners that go deep into how this ancient medicine is alive and unfolding in the modern clinic. These conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Worried that an EMR is too complex for you? Jane has friendly and knowledgeable support. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Are you concerned about the health of Mother Earth? AccuFast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show, Ancestral Sturman offers up a sinew treatment, and the folks at Blue Poppy have something special to share as well. Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. I don't know about you, but sometimes I take a step back and marvel at my acupuncture needles. I mean, they're the world's simplest medical tool, a sharpened wire and a handle. That's it. And with this simple tool, hundreds of health conditions can be resolved. I love it. What I didn't love was the amount of packaging waste I generated at the end of the day. But that has now changed too. Ever since I switched to AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles, I reduced my packaging waste by 90%. Not only are they a great needle, but the folks at AccuFast plant a tree for every two boxes of needles I use in the clinic. By switching to AccuFast Needles, you'll be helping patients, planting trees, and joining a community of practitioners changing the world. Like our simple needle, being a part of this solution, it's simple too. Visit AccuFastNeedles.com slash geological to learn how. Hi folks, I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit Mayway.com to find the perfect Pumsar brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies. As we welcome the month of May, our focus is on women's health. Our newsletter articles and podcast episodes this month will highlight different aspects and unique challenges women face. So subscribe or tune in. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our women's health formulas this month. Just visit Mayway.com. This season and every season, trust Mayway Herbs for your health and wellness needs. And thank you for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. I love how technology can help to automate my office. And I want to share with you my favorite tool for doing so, Jane. Jane is a clinic management software in EMR with a human touch. Whether you're switching your software or going paperless for the first time, the Jane team knows that the onboarding process can feel a little overwhelming. That's why with Jane, you don't just get software, you get a whole team. Included in every Jane subscription is their award-winning customer support available by phone, email, and chat whenever you need it, even Saturdays. You can also book a free account setup consultation to review your account and ensure you feel confident about going live. If you're interested in making the switch to Jane, head to jane.app/switch to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their support team. And be sure to mention the code Geological at the time of sign up for a one-month grace period 
on your new Jane account. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Geological. I'm really happy to have with me today Josephine Spilka. Josephine is a longtime practitioner, 20 plus years of practice with Chinese medicine. She has evolved a practice over the years that has gone from seeing many patients over the course of a week to one patient for some deep work over an extended period of time in retreat settings. And in addition to her work with needles, she has done some really interesting work with essential oils and Chinese medicine. That's not going to be the subject of today's show, but uh, look for a part two somewhere down the road. Today, our discussion is on the divergent channels. And I don't know about you. This is something that I heard about in acupuncture school, but I never really got that far into it. And even though I've been practicing for quite a while, there's a whole lot that I don't know about the divergent channels because in, in many ways it's a theory and something I've never really approached. So I'm super excited to have Josephine with me today so that we can go deeply into the divergences, which is an area that she really loves. So Josephine, welcome to Geological. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really happy to talk with you about this. Yeah, divergent channels are, I, I hate to say they're my favorite because probably my students know I usually say everything is my favorite in Chinese medicine, but divergent channels are special in this sort of world because there's very few places where we actually do this kind of work. So I'm excited to share about them. Yeah. When you say do this kind of work, mm. what are you referring to here? I'm actually referring to work on the essence level in Chinese medicine. We call that the UN level or working with Jing essence. Jing essence. Yeah. The substance of the marrow, this, the deep sort of the substance of our being, the, the one that moves the slowest to the place where we start. What else can I say about it? It's uh, the place where our basic coding, you could say, for this life is stored. And it's also the fuel for our lives in the sense that it's it's like the uh, oil in the oil candle, right? Mm -hmm. it's, what we, it's what we use to create our basic energy system via the kidneys and Chinese medical thinking. I'm kind of curious here. You say it's the slowest of the energies. Yeah. Yeah. So essence, well, I guess one of the ways to think about that is that it's the thickest of the yin substances. So we have like the thin fluids, we have the thick fluids, and then we have the jing. And thin fluids, those are kind of easy to understand. You know, that's practically like the water that we drink. It's it's it moves quickly, easily, it lubricates our orifices and our wei qi. And then we have the thick fluids that are the strata for hormones and for communication on that next deeper level. And then we have the essence, which, you know, in effect doesn't change that much over our lifetime. I like to say it's like mountain time. Mm. You know, that mountains do change, but we can't see that they're changing. They are changing, but we don't uh, we don't see them in in process because they're moving so slowly. Right. Except for those rare moments of, you know, avalanche or volcanic explosion. I mean, they're, on occasion, we're, we're witness to mm. those sorts of things. But yes, usually it's it's a, a rock slide or a few pebbles falling Right. Maintain that when we do see it, what we're seeing is the interaction between that UN level and the way level, the surface level. And that's exactly what the divergent channels are about. They are about that interaction between the, the UN level, the deep layer of the being and the way level, the place where we're always interacting with our environment. Uh -huh. So the deep level and the boundary. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, I, I want to dial this back just a little bit, mm -hmm. and I, I'm going to express my ignorance here, because <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> why not in a public forum? 
Well, nobody else talks about these. I mean, this is a rare discussion, really. Yeah. And one of the reasons I'm so delighted to be having it with you at this moment. So, you know, of course, I heard about it in an acupuncture school, but I, you know, in acupuncture school, there's so much we're learning about. And this was one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's kind of interesting, whatever. And then like a decade eight or two later, you know, I hear something about it and then you hear a little something, it, it like pings around in the background. Mm. So at a very, very basic level, for those of us that should have been paying more attention in acupuncture school, but weren't, <laughs> what are the divergent channels? What, yeah. are we, what are we talking about here? Let's just get down to like divergent channels 101. And, and, and then we'll get into the deeper stuff later. But yeah, divergence 101. I doubt that you weren't paying attention. It's more likely they never mentioned it. And the reason for that is that, you know, our current educational system in Chinese medicine is really geared towards the most basic functional operational methods. It, it doesn't take into account this particular dynamic because it, it just can't. There's not time for it. So just to excuse yourself, <laughs> probably we're paying plenty of attention. It just wasn't actually there. So the divergent channels are the channels that protect the zongfu, the organ system, from penetration by either pathogen or rupture, you could say, for through accident. For example, when you have a car accident and the body is um, injured, oftentimes this will lead to engaging the divergent channel because in the moment of that impact, the body is threatened that it might be extinguished, that life might be taken. And when that happens, the divergence get activated. They get activated via that wei qi being driven deep into the body. And at that point, when the organ system is threatened, they go to work, so to speak. They, they present a barrier to the zangpu organ itself. And instead, they create a pathway to what we call the major articulations of the body, to the shoulders, to the hips, to the head, the cranium, to the spine, the sacrum, and just to the major bony articulations of the body. And by doing this, they create a place where you can take a sudden, fast-moving incident and contain it and slow it down. Because in those major articulations, you have deep wells of marrow, of essence, which is moving very slowly. So when you, when you push this pathogenic activity into those articulations, you get it to slow down, which, of course, preserves your life. It's very important. Mm -hmm. And so it preserves your life temporarily, you could say, from that pathogen. And it could be for the rest of your life that it stays packed away. And in our world, um, you know, we, we have so much that either threatens us or stimulates us. And, I mean, that's a whole, again, dynamic that once the body decides this is dangerous, this was going to kill me, then puts it away and keeps it out of sight. So you could say that material is not accessible. And for many people, this means they don't even think about it. Until many years down the line, their hips are bothering them. I was just wondering about that. Yeah. Many years down the line. So somebody could have an accident like that or a, a, an incident, which in, this includes things like uh, illnesses that, that move very quickly and threaten your life. And down the line, the, the fight is still going on in that joint to some extent, because Wei Qi, it's like a army, if you think of it that way, like a, a, a regiment. And when the call to get activated is there, everybody responds, regardless of the fact that some of them are stuck in your hip joint or your shoulder joint. So what that means is that you get periodic inflammation and periodic aggravation. And you may or may not know why. It could just be a seasonal change. It could be that you're, you know, exposed to a flu or a cold and your body is responding. But suffice it to say, the Wei Qi is activated. 
And it's deep, deep in the system. Right. So this is where some autoimmune disease could come from. Exactly. Precisely. Yep. So it's autoimmune disease, and it can also be joint deterioration and chronic pain and chronic joint issues. So, you know, it could be rheumatoid arthritis, but it could also be an osteo, you know, arthritis type situation. And frequently, the exacerbation of these things looks like a sinew problem. You know, the the mild exacerbation compromises movement, and people say, you know, I'm I have this every time the seasons change or every now and then I have this aggravation. And in fact, it's it's happening at a deeper level. And you would know that because you tried to do the things you know work at that superficial level and then they don't work the way that you think they should. Yeah, we've all had experience with that. Yeah, <laughs> right. So now I've heard of the eight extras that they also do some of this, they'll bleed off excesses, you know, and sort of store them away for processing later. But as I hear you talk about the divergences, it sounds like they're going to a much deeper level. It would be the, the eight extras would be more superficial and the divergences, they're storing it in the more slow moving, deeper Jing level. Is that, do I have that right? Or how do you think about it? I would put it that way i so the eight extraordinary vessels are also vessels that are at the level of the essence the difference between the two is that the eight extraordinary vessels are structural vessels you always have them the divergence on the other hand are formed upon demand oh my goodness that's a very star trek like thing well, we so in the way that I work, because I work with what we call the five-channel system that Jeffrey Yuen teaches, and the way we talk about it is that the low vessels and the divergent channel system are both systems that are formed upon demand. The sinews, the primaries, and the eight extraordinary vessels are vessels of structure. So you always have sinews. You always need something to move your body. You always have primary channels because they are metabolic, and you always have eight extraordinary vessels because they hold the foundation for your very being. You know, the basically the what we call the first ancestry, the Ren, the Du, and the Chong are your structure, your spine, your pelvis. They're they're the way that you embody your body. So you have to have them. And it is true that they function to take pathology on occasion, uh, that's runoff pathology. So that would be pathology that the divergence did not grab for one reason or another. And I can speak a little bit about the reasons why the different ones are employed. So in truth, they're both involved at that essence level. The, The difference is the quality of what they deal with, so to speak. The The divergent channels specifically deal with trauma of the kind that would threaten your life. The eight extraordinary, on the other hand, could embody something that came through your mother, your father, your, your, you know, it can be emotional issues. It can be physical issues that came through your lineage. And those can be equally debilitating, no doubt, and equally important to meet on that deep level. But they are different in character. And so, for example, when you take a process like uh, cancer, that could be a divergent process, but it could also be an eight extraordinary vessel process. So both deal with that UN level, both deal with, with Jing essence. As we're having this conversation, and the way that you describe the divergences show up as they're needed, mm. that that is a very... Hmm... As I, as I sort of think into that, and, or more I should say feel into that, it seems like there's a sense where the body, in this moment of severe trauma, it sort of phase changes, mm-hmm. emulsifies a bit. These channels open up, mm-hmm. bring in this thing that could kill us, mm-hmm. store it in a deep level, and then disappear. Hmm. Well, they don't exactly disappear. Well, but I mean, but what I mean by disappear is that it, I mean, they're there, but they're only activated at certain times. It's like, if I'm understanding this right, something can go in, 
Mm-hmm. But getting it back out is another story. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And this is why this system is so different than primary channels, for example. So primary channels, their business, they're like the main highways in the body. Their business is constant. All Every day, all day, you're working with the primary channels. You have to. You can't avoid it. They are what we have to have in order to live. And they're dealing with our metabolism and conversation always. So very different from a divergent channel, which again, doesn't have to exist, but does exist under certain circumstances. And then of course it does have to exist. It's protecting your life. It's buying you time. And clinically speaking, this is where the big, the big uh, issue comes in because people come in and say, I want you to take away this hip pain. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. But what that means is that we then in that process release this material that's stored there. And in theory, that release could be 100% clean and complete, meaning it would go from the deep UN level to the way level and the sinews would take over and you'd shake it off and it would be just gone. It's possible. But what usually happens is that we we release it from that deep level and if the body isn't ready to just release on that way level, it gets stuck. And it gets stuck at the primary level, at the low level, and at the way level and continues to cause problems. Now, to keep that in perspective, a divergent issue will cause problems periodically because of what we were saying before, that that little conversation that's going on in your hip joint gets aggravated whenever the Wei Qi is stimulated. So that means under certain circumstances, temperature changes and emotional changes and physical changes cause that, that issue to be uh, aggravated. And so then the person has symptoms. And then, of course, they're suffering anyway. So then the, the task, at least the way I see it, is to make sure there's an opening, a way for the body to release this entirely. That means the orifices have to be open, means their elimination has to be good, means that you have to create the conditions where the body is willing to do such a thing. And, mm-hmm. of course, in our culture, this is anathema to people. I can remember one of the first times I tried to do a divergent channel series with somebody. This was a man, he was 60 at the time. He had a history of asthma. He was now having eczema. And basically he came to me and was like, you know, I don't want to have to do this steroid cream and push this back in. And I basically said, well, you you know, you've been taking these things steroids all your life to keep your asthma under control and I can tell you that if we if we are going to do this successfully we're going to have to we're going to have to get your lungs strong enough to release things well after about a year he was strong enough not to be taking asthma medication but then the eczema basically went everywhere mm-hmm. all over his body and at that point, it's more superficial. It's, it's in the low level and the way level. And we were able to, to kick it back. We had to change strategies. But he was unwilling to take off three weeks, which is the minimum for divergence, in my opinion. I, he, was a, he was a lawyer. And I said, you know, you're going to have to take off those three weeks because your body is not going to agree it's like saying, I'm going to go clean the garage while I'm working 40 hours a week. You're not. You can't do both at the same time. So if you're going to clean out the garage or the basement, which might be a better analogy, you're going to have to take time off from what you regularly do in order for that to be a, a, a plausible plan. And he was basically like, I can't do it. I can't do it. My wife will never let me. My kids will never let me. Nobody will tolerate me taking three weeks off. And I said, well, your body is not uh, easily convinced that you have time to do this level of work unless you take time off. So this is part of the reason I've begun to do this particular channel system in a retreat setting because my experience is that's the way to make the best use of it. 
that when you try to do it, when you stay in your life, the body has resistance to that for good reason. It's a very demanding process. And, you know, the resources aren't available in your daily life. Mm -hmm. I mean, it seems to me if something has come in that that just about killed you. (laughs) Right. I mean, we're dealing with a dragon here. Yeah. (laughs) You know, in a sense. And getting that, you know, to get it out... I mean, it, it's going to get activated again. Something, you know, it's not just going yep. to go quietly. That's true. Yep. So, so this is huge. It sounds huge. Yeah. Can you walk us through how you would approach a treatment of the divergences? And it sounds like that is certainly not just, oh, they come in and I'm going to treat these channels. It, it, no. it sounds way more involved. So could you, could you walk us through it? Yeah. So basically... To do this effectively, you will need, like I said, 18 days. And during those 18 days, uh, three days in a row, you'll have a treatment. And then you have three days off. And you do that three times. And during those treatments, you're going to needle the trajectories of the divergent, which might look like primary channel points, but you're going to use them in a very particular shape for that treatment you're going to use the what's called the confluent points that open the trajectories there are six levels of divergent channels and you're gonna use a needle technique which basically you have you have two choices you can either bring that pathogen out or you can tell the body to keep it latent you can actually use the needle technique to speak to the body to say okay, we're going to try to pull this out or we're going to have to push this in deeper. This person doesn't have the strength or the time to to release this, so we're going to push it back in. Now, I would say that most people will tell you they want to get rid of it, but unless you give them sort of ample idea about what that really entails, it's not fair. It doesn't sound like a cakewalk. No, it's not pretty. It's just like, you know, you've had that stuff in your basement It's for 20 years. It's kind of moldy. It's kind of deteriorating. And you know you want to get rid of it, but think about what you would do in order to come into contact with it. You'd probably put on old clothes and, you know, you'd put on your rubber gloves and you probably might even wear a face mask. You know, you're you're not particularly going to go like uh, – in just wearing your good clothes, you're, you're actually gonna, you're actually gonna prepare. So, so what I do with people, I actually, so the other issue is that you need to leave needles in for longer when you're working at the UN level. Again, if you're working at the way level, 10, 15 minutes. If you're working at the primary level, probably 20 to 30 minutes. If you're working at the UN level, we're looking at 30 to 40 to even an hour wouldn't be too long to leave needles in. And again, the reason for that is just that those substances, substance at the deep level just doesn't receive the message quickly. It's just like uh, going to the deepest level. Not everybody lets you in deeply right away or wants to um, get into that. So it takes longer. And so what I usually do, I've done it a couple of ways in the last few years. One is, you know, I have people who stay with me. So they have 8 to 12 hours a day in the environment that I've created for this purpose, which means they don't have to do anything else. Their job is just to receive the treatment and to pay attention to what their body needs them to do, which is oftentimes uh, not a lot. But if they can't do that, the other way that I've done it is schedule a minimum of three hours on a treatment day for somebody to receive the treatment and have time after the treatment to let it integrate before they have to engage or move around. And then on the days when they're not receiving treatment, I've also done it a couple of ways. Sometimes people, you know, want to just stay home. And sometimes I have them come and stay with me again on, on off days where we meditate together. We might walk in silence. We might, we might just sit where we actually structure the space to support them. And in a way, that's like saying I'm creating a safe place for somebody to just let it let themselves be. 
which is critical if you're going to work at that level. And then when they start to have symptoms, if we're releasing, again, there's a container for that. It's like, it's okay if your nose starts to run, if you're, you know, start to sneeze or cough or feel a little feverish, then we can continue to support your body so that it can keep moving this out. Because those are signs that the body is trying to move something out. Hello everyone, Anne Cecil Sturman here. A working knowledge of the eight extraordinary channels from the unbroken oral tradition of acupuncture is valuable beyond words. The power of these channels is tremendous if the practitioner has well-integrated diagnostic, theoretical and practical skill. You'll be familiar with Dumai, the governor channel or the sea of yang, the primal reservoir of yang which ultimately finances all movement and growth. But this channel also governs the ability to self-determine. The psycho-emotional presentation of your patients can be matched to a classical activation of this channel, clearing impedance in the free flow of yang chi to body, mind and spirit. I'd like to share with you the marvelous potency of the Do channel in a full-length live treatment video from the seminar I taught last year in Melbourne, Australia. It's at ancecilsturman.com forward slash sinews2024. Click on the jump to free teaching button or see the link on my Instagram page at ancecilsturman. Thanks, Michael. Back to you. What about practitioners who who don't have the luxury of of or, or patients that don't have the luxury? Yes. Of this kind of deep, quiet, still time that, that you invite people to. It sounds wonderful. And for people that well, like your lawyer who mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I don't have the time, are there are there still ways of working with this? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think there are. And uh, I think it's a process. I think my experience, and I, I, because I have been sort of fascinated with working on this level for a long time, I have a lot of experience because for a while I was just making everybody who came to me get introduced to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they didn't have much choice because they were either going to get divergence or eight extras from me. And, you know, um, so I have a lot of experience in sort of because for most of the time that I was practicing, I didn't have the ability to provide the environment the way I'm describing. I do now, and I did for uh, a number of years a while back. But uh, when I don't have that luxury, what I really like to do and think is helpful is give people the ground for understanding how to connect with that in themselves anywhere, anytime. So working on ways that they can tap in to their own being and listen to themselves so that when the call comes, they can stay in sync with it. Because even even if you're engaged in working and things are happening, I mean, obviously, if you begin to get sick, if you begin to have symptoms, you, you will need to take off work and slow down if you want that to be successful. But it is possible to do this process where things don't get, uh, I can give another example of a client. So this man was a, is a entrepreneur. What do you call that? Uh, a venture capitalist. That's what he is. A venture capitalist. And I met him. He was wearing a back brace. He had had a series of car accidents and horseback riding accidents. He, in his spare time was a, a horseman, somebody who rode in, you know, competition with horses. And he'd been thrown, he'd been kicked, he had his mouth smashed, smashed, smashed in. And uh, when I met him, he'd been told that he would not ever be free of that back brace, that he probably would never compete again on horseback, and that he should, you know, basically refrain from doing things that might lead to another accident and being a person who did not like that prescription (laughs) he came to see me and I I prepared him for quite some time maybe again for probably the first year at least maybe two 
by working on the sinews and working on the lows and talking about what it would mean and having him take herbs and and doing things that help to change the terrain, so to speak. But at some point, we began to do the divergent channels. And at that point, he had a lot of skills gained from our work together where he knew what to do if he should feel like he was getting sick. He knew what to do if he injured himself. He had essential oils on hand. He had herbal prescriptions. He knew knew how to handle it. And and I warned him when we began the divergent channels, this might mean that, you know, at some point you it looks like you have a cold or a flu. It looks like you're going to have to take some time off. And I don't know because I don't know for sure how it's going to look, but maybe it'll look that way. And we went through probably two rounds. Not much was happening. And then, and then, I mean, aside from the fact that he wasn't wearing a back brace at that point, but it, not much was happening that we could identify as a release. And then one weekend or one day he came in and he told me that over the weekend he had fallen from his tractor and injured himself and that his experience was um, that he knew exactly what to do, that he went and he got the uh, appropriate oils and he got the appropriate herbs and he did everything that was required and that by the end of the weekend, so for one day he was sort of out of commission and then I think, you know, he saw me in the middle of the week following that weekend. And he had, by the end of the weekend, he had gotten himself to a place where he was not down for the count. And the way he described it when he came in was that for him, this was this was a like a miracle that he could go through an injury and not just be down for the count and be scared and be worried that he would never walk again. And, you know, all of these things for me and what I said to him was, this is the release. This is what a release looks like for someone like you. You now know that you can trust your body and yourself to work with your body in those circumstances. So we didn't change who he was, somebody who liked to attract tractor accidents, horse accidents and car accidents, apparently. But we did give him the tools to meet those things differently and not to feel threatened in the same way. So that continues to be one of the success stories that I tell people all the time, that this was a person who changed the way he related with his body through that work. And fundamentally, that meant he felt empowered. He felt happy. He, he was ecstatic. Yeah, I've seen this in my practice, something like this in people who usually it's some sort of physical thing, a back pain, a leg pain. And as they're getting better, they'll do something that usually aggravates it. And they go, yeah, it's like I was out in my garden and, you know, my back was kind of stiff that day. And then I got up the next day and it was fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Um, which shows a resiliency has returned. Yes. So I think that's the payoff from relating deeply. Yes. It sounds like, by and large, if you're going to engage the divergences, you kind of have to warn the patient and say, all right, buckle up. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like there needs to be some preparation. You just don't want to like, oh, I'm going to unleash the divergences and see what happens. That doesn't sound like a good idea. It's, that's an interesting question. It's one that I confront a lot because it could work both ways. In other words, I don't want to tell someone how it's going to feel because I don't want to plant the seed of discomfort. On the other hand, I do want them to trust me and trust the process and be willing to hang in there when the going gets rough. Because what I know about Chinese medicine is that we have the tools to support that release fully if we don't suppress what's happening. And of course, in our culture, we're, we're, sort of, we're sort of all about suppression. You know, how can we make this go away, at least for today? Right. And we don't care what the cost is, because today is most important. So I think educating people about the value 
of working in a different way is really the critical piece. Once they have that understanding and they and they trust the process because they've been through it with you or they trust you because they trust their own intuition, then I think they're well positioned to actually make use of that work, um, regardless of whether it's quote unquote successful. You know, they still can make good use of it. And it can increase their ability to meet things as they go forward. Yeah. It sounds helpful, too, as a practitioner to recognize that if you open up the divergences and, and these things start to come back out, be ready, be watchful. Right. Be ready to respond uh, this I, I suspect you know we often hear the term healing crisis. Yeah, and and in my mind, it's very important to di- differentiate the difference between a healing crisis and a and an inappropriate treatment. Yeah, or an right? exacerbation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And Absolutely. In my experience with I'm using air quotes healing crisis is that after they've gone through that experience, mm-hmm. they're in a really different place. It's not just like I'm better. It's like I'm different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like a successful releasing through the divergences very well could give rise to, in common parlance, again, air quotes, healing crisis. So be ready for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, yes, we need to think of a different way to talk about it from healing crisis because it's actually not a crisis. It's actually a relief. You know, what I notice is that when, when indeed it is uh, a healing movement, it is people will describe that despite the fact that they didn't sleep or despite the fact that they blew their nose all day or despite the fact that they felt shaky, that they feel more themselves, they feel more happy, they feel more in themselves, they feel uh, energized, actually. Mm hmm. Uh, that characteristic of releasing energy that's been, been, and this would be repressed. So the distinction that I make is that if it's divergent channels, it's been repressed. If if it's more superficial, we call that suppression. And that is uh, suppression people can talk about. Suppression means it's still within their consciousness. It's probably they're using blood to stagnate that issue. But repression means... There's no, there's no Shen, there's no spirit there. They can't talk about it. So what happens, and there's no, at, at the way level, there's none there either. There's no blood there. So when it goes from that repressed deep level to the way level, it's very natural. It's very, uh, it's just like if you watch animals when after they get injured, they don't like, they just do what it takes. They, they shake, they move, or they crawl off and lay somewhere until they're ready to move again. It's very natural process. So when it's a healing movement, it's, it feels natural. It feels good in the way that it is doing what needs doing. So that, again, it's hard to distinguish sometimes, but that's the way I would describe the healthy movement there. Yeah. It actually, I think that's a really good description because while something may be going on that they would otherwise find disturbing or bothersome, there's also a sense of okayness or rightness, or there's a, there's a different feeling tone underlying it is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard patients describe this kind of thing to me. Yeah, they do. They do. I mean, it's, it's very interesting because they really do. And I, I, I really, we have to listen for that and not buy in to panic. You know, people often, because of the way our culture is, you know, our culture is like, you know, if you have the slightest pain, you must be, have done something wrong. You must be a bad person. You know, how dare you take a day off work? You know, so we really have to listen for somebody's natural or intuitive knowing because we want to capitalize on that. Because they will tell you that it's really okay. And you just, you need to support them. And sometimes you just need to educate them. You know, it really is okay that it's, it's going to take that. And what I say to people is for every year 
that a condition has been in place, you're looking at a month of treatment at the level recommended. So, for example, if you had a car accident when you were a teenager and you're now 50, <laughs> this could be a couple of years of work before it can be released. So it doesn't have to be. Some people are much more flexible and fluid and can make those changes very quickly. But it could be. Besides needles, are there other ways to contact the divergences? Yes, absolutely. Herbs and essential oils and stones, all of which can... Um, stones, in, stones and essential oils are particularly good because both stones and essential oils have the UN level, the essence level, encoded. So a stone has that in its uh, matrix, in the way that it's structured. And an essential oil has that because of the way that it's created. So a distillation of the plant that is basically, the goal is to distill the essence, the, the basic DNA of the plant, means that essential oils resonate exactly with that UN level. And actually, essential oils resonate with divergence quite strongly because they also have aroma. And the aroma resonates with the whey level. Mm -hmm. so, so you have both in an essential oil. A stone, because it doesn't have aroma, um, is going to work on the UN level really, really well, but going to be less effective on the whey level. So stones work better when you want to keep something latent. And essential oils will work better when you want to release it. And you can do herbs. Uh, you can communicate on that level with herbs. I'd say that it's more complicated because with all, well, all of herbal medicine might be slightly more complicated because you're creating a formula that is going to speak directly to a specific confluence of the divergence. Like I said, there are six of them, which they're elemental. So, you know, they're water, uh, wood, earth, fire, metal, um, and there are two fire, of course, two fire phases, minister and the sovereign fire. So, so there are six altogether. But so you can use herbs to do that, but it, it does take more more doing. Yeah, you'd you'd have to really know your herbs. In terms of, well, I know you've got a, a course on Pro D. So just you know, just to let our listeners know that. Uh, you know they can they can get you online, so to speak. Uh, I'll put a link to that on the show notes page. Other than that, if people want to start studying up on the divergences, um, you know, get dip their toe in that stream. Where can people go? <laughs> it's a it's a um, a good question. You can. Um a friend of mine and Cecil Sturman has written a book called Advanced Acupuncture, a clinic manual. And she she's also a student of Jeffrey Ewan, and she's done an amazing and lovely job of laying out the clinical aspects of working with these channel systems, as well as the, some of the philosophy and classical foundation for some of the discussion um, in that book. And uh, there are transcripts of Jeffrey's teachings through the New England School of Acupuncture. You can get transcripts, which may or may not be easy to um, work with, but they are there um, on a number of his teachings on the divergent channel system. And uh, the course that you mentioned that I did with Pro-D is, uh, is kind of a crash course in the five channel system. So it doesn't focus just on divergent channels but it will cover them. And uh, I'm trying to think if, you know, you can always look to see Jeffrey teaches in uh, the American University of Complementary Medicine PhD program in Los Angeles. And sometimes he's doing the divergence channels. I don't know how often he does in that program. Um, and sometimes he does them here in Nashville, North Carolina at the Taoist Traditions College. And I, uh, he kind of does that once a year here. I'm not sure going forward as they create their PhD program how that's going to look. But uh, he offers those weekends. And I myself, personally, I prefer to offer 
these teachings, again, one-on-one, I mentor students, I mentor clinicians working with them and their clients. Uh, it's one of my favorite ways to work is for people to bring their clients into conversation with me and them, and then we work together to to employ the various things that seem useful. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners here before we wind this thing down? Hmm. Well, just that these this channel system in particular is is such a unique uh, offering that uh, I think we cannot, from the primary channels, do what is possible with the divergent channel system. So I just encourage people to learn about them if they feel inspired or connected in some way because I think it's such uh, amazing work and I just don't think, it, it's just not anywhere else. It's Chinese medicine itself is amazing and acupuncture treatments are amazing for offering people a way of working that you just don't get anywhere else, but particularly the divergent channel system, which is so uh, unique in the way that it works. So I just encourage people. (laughs) Great. Josephine, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, be with us today. Well, you're so welcome. It's, of course, my great pleasure and delight to talk about about this medicine. It's uh, the joy of my life. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community.